right. Remain standing for just a moment. Grab your Bibles. Grab your Bibles and turn with me to Psalm 100. Psalm 100. I'm going to read a couple verses out of 1 Chronicles. If you will remember, uh, if you will remember back the first Sunday of the year, uh, we opened up with a message on worship. The instructions in worship. That we, we, I, I want to be honest with everybody. I hope everybody's listening, paying attention to what I'm saying up in the balcony. Uh, I've been burdened about our church and, and, and our worship. Uh, uh, and everyone, everyone engaging, participating in worship. Are you with me? Say amen. Uh, this is not a show. We're not here to entertain We are coming together to gather together, to worship together, and to glorify together, and to praise together. And many times I look out over the congregation, and and, and it seems like many people are just staring and watching. And and I I want to to change that. I want to do everything I can to get you to engage in worship. And I understand unregenerate, unregenerate people will not worship. You can't worship if you're unsaved. But we can help you with that problem too. Are y'all with me? They just don't. They don't. But uh, saved people should want to worship and be a part of that. So we, we started preaching on that. And, 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 and for a few weeks, God kind of introduced himself to us. Are y'all with me? When we're reading out of Isaiah 6 and Isaiah 40, uh, God wanted to show us who he is. And who is he? He's a great God. Last week we learned he's a great God and greatly to be praised. Not only is he a great God, but he's a good God. How many of y'all know God's been good to us? Yes, amen, amen. Now listen, here's the deal. Uh, I want to go back. I want to go back to that first original message and where we listed several things that should be involved in our worship. In other words, when we show up, these are some things that need to happen. These are some things that need to take place. And uh, let, let's read Psalms 100. And, and, and I, I love my glasses. <clears throat> All right, we'll have to do it. I'm glad I got a big eye Bible. Amen. All right, here we go. Here we go. Brother Johnny, help me. Help me, Johnny. All right, Psalm 100. If you're there, say amen. amen. You got it up there? It's even bigger. Hallelujah. Look here. <laughs> Ray Charles can see that one. Amen. All right. All right. Is everybody ready? All right, let's read. Let's read. You can, just, you can look up here. Here we go. Make a joyful noise unto the Lord, all ye land. You know that word noise is? Look it up in your Strong's Concordance. And this is what it means. It means to make a piercing ear sound. All you that don't like loud worship and, and, and like that little timid worship, uh, that's unbiblical. <laughs> make a loud noise. Ear piercing. I'm here to tell you. I, I know all you Alabama fans in here. I know. I know when Tua threw that, that, that touchdown in the end. I know y'all said, woo. Yeah. I know that's how y'all did it. Woo-hoo. No, you were screaming at the top of your lungs. That's one game. Guess what? We win the whole thing. We're on the winning side. Yeah. Yeah, I feel a little preached today. Amen. All right. Help me with my verses, guys. Help me. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Make a joyful noise unto the Lord, all ye lands. Look at the next one. Serve the Lord. I can't hear you. Serve the Lord with gladness. 
Come before his presence with singing. Know ye that the Lord, he is God. It is he that hath made us and not we ourselves. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. Enter into his gates with? Enter into his gates with? And into his courts with praise. Be thankful unto him and bless his name. Sing, say that again. Be thankful unto him and bless his name. Why? For the Lord is good. Say it again. For the Lord is good. His mercy is everlasting and his truth endureth to all generations. Father, we thank you, we praise you, we glorify you, we worship you in this place. God, be, be real today. Let everybody see you today. Let everybody feel you today. I pray that your presence will be felt in this place. And God will thank you for it. In Jesus' name we pray. And all God's thankful people say it. Amen. Amen. You may be seated. You may be seated. Isn't the Lord good? <clears throat> all the time. He sure is. Now I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go back. Y'all stay right there in 100. <clears throat> Y'all stay right there in Psalm 100. I'm going to go back. Uh, to 1 Chronicles 16, 7. This is the, the supreme, the supreme worship leader of all time. That'd be King David. King David wrote psalms and songs to sing. He even created his own instruments, built them, designed them, then taught people how to play them and to sing and worship the king. Now, if there was anybody on this planet at any time in the history of mankind that knew how to worship, it was the sweet psalmist David. Are y'all with me? Say amen. amen. And this is what he said. He gave specific instructions on, on what should take place when we worship. If that makes sense, say amen. amen. Now, by the way, by the way, you can find this you can find this in Psalm 105, 105. That's the, in other words, if you had a songbook, y'all know a hymnal, and you had page 333, shall we gather at the river? Are y'all with me? That would be Psalms 105. This would be the page that you would find this psalm that he gives in this instruction. Watch this. Then on that day, David delivered first this psalm to thank the Lord into the hand of Asaph and his brethren. Give thanks unto the Lord, call upon his name, make known his deeds among the people, sing unto him, sing psalms unto him, talk ye of all his wondrous works, glory ye in his holy name, let the heart of them rejoice that seek the Lord, seek the Lord and his strength, seek his face continually, remember his marvelous works that he hath done, his wonders and the judgments of his mouth. So, so here's the list. Here's the list we have. First we have give thanks. Then we have sing unto him. Then we have glory. And the word glory there means to boast. To brag on his holy name. Then it says seek the Lord. And remember his marvelous work. So if we're going to just take one word out of all them. When we come to worship. When we come to gather together in, in unison in one, we're coming, we're coming to give thanks. We're coming to sing unto him. We're coming to brag on his holy name. We're coming to seek the Lord. And we're coming to remember his marvelous works. Are y'all with me? Say amen. amen. And God's willing, if the Lord will help me, I feel this is the way he, he wants us to go and how he wants us to do this. Uh, we're going to take each one of them 
and preach a different message and a different sermon on each one of them so we can get a greater understanding and go into greater detail of each one of these steps. So, obviously, the first one would be today, give thanks. Say that with me. Say it again. Give thanks. Why did we come this morning? To give thanks. Why did we show up? To give thanks. Why did we get out of our bed, take a shower, get our clothes on, get something to eat, and rush to the house of God? Because we came to give thanks. Are y'all with me? If we go through this service and we don't give thanks, we've missed it. If we spent the whole time and we did not take a moment, and we did not take the time to say, God, thank you for my blessings. Thank you for your goodness. Thank you, as the song said, that one day you came to where I was. I didn't know who you were, but you sought me out and you saved my soul. Somebody say amen. God, I want to thank you today. If we don't do that, we missed it. You didn't come to spectate. You didn't come to watch somebody else worship. You didn't come to watch somebody else do their thing. You came to give thanks. Give thanks. Now, let me give you a couple things, just, just two or three points, and then we'll pray today. Number one, number one, I want you to see, I want you to see a priority. Write that word down. It's important. A priority. In other words, it's significant. It's important. This is not a suggestion. Are y'all understanding what I'm saying? All right, write this word down. Two words. Two words. What is worship? What is giving thanks? What is giving thanks? It is a requirement. God is not suggesting this. He is requiring this. You know, I I seen a meme one time that says it is not the ten suggestions. It's the ten commandments. Are y'all with me? There's way too many people. There's way too many people that treat God's word and God's commands like a Chinese buffet. Now, you can go through a Chinese buffet, and there's, there's things that look edible, and there's things that don't. Right? There's things that you want to say, you know what? I'm going to try that. And there's things you say, there's no way in heaven I'm going to touch that mess right there. Are y'all with me? And we have that option. That is the freedom we have when we go to a buffet. If I don't want it, I ain't got to mess with it. If I like it, I can partake in it. What a great country we live in. Are y'all with me? How many of y'all grew up in a family that what she cooked, you ate? Wasn't it a blessing to go to a buffet? Are y'all with me? But you see, we can't treat God's word like that. We can't come to the house of God and say, well, that's just not who I am. I worship God. I've heard people say this. I've heard preachers say this. Listen, you, you know, there's some people that worship quietly. There's some people that worship this way. Like we have a choice in the way we worship. We don't have a choice in the way we worship. We worship God the way God said for us to worship. God gave us specific instructions on how to worship him. Remember, remember, this is about him, not you. Are y'all with me? Giving thanks is a requirement. It's not a suggestion. It's a requirement. Let me give you some verses. Let me give you some verses. It says Psalms 104. Enter into his gates with thanksgiving. 
into his courts with praise. Be thankful unto him. When you cross through the threshold of the doors this morning, did you say something that you're thankful for? I did it on purpose because I studied this. I'm ahead of y'all. Amen. <laughs> the gates here is reverence to the temple. When you come into the temple, when you come into his presence, when you approach him, you approach him with thanksgiving. Are y'all with me? Colossians 2, 6. As ye have therefore received Christ, in other words, if you're saved, as ye have therefore received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk ye in him. Watch what it says. Rooted and built up in him and established in the faith. As ye have been taught, watch this word, abounding. Say that again. Say it again. You know what that means? That means running over. Having a bunch of. Are y'all with me? Abounding what? Therein with thanksgiving. thanksgiving. 1 Thessalonians 5, 18. In everything, give thanks. In everything, not for everything. I didn't wake up and say, oh God, I thank you for this root canal. But I did say, thank you, Lord, that I had a dentist that could do something. You see the difference? A lot of people think, how can I thank God for everything? It doesn't say for everything. It says in everything. We can be thankful. Amen? In, listen, in everything, give. In everything, give. For this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. Hebrews 13, 15. By him, here it is, guys, by him, therefore, let us offer the sacrifice of praise to God continually. Now watch this. This is going to explain it. That is the fruit of our lips, giving to his. In other words, he said, if you're going to come and worship me, to put it in plain terminology, you can't do it. Unless you open your mouth. So for all you saints of God in here that think you're worshiping and you don't even crack your lips. Think again. Well, that's just not who I am. Well, change who you are. What if we treated all the rest of the Bible with that attitude? Well, you know, I know sex out of marriage is, is not right, but that's just who I am. Oh, that's just ridiculous. No, it's not. What God commands, stay pure. If you're going to be having sex, get married. And keep it in the marriage bed. Period. If that's a command, guess what? There's also a command. Give thanks. Offer unto God the sacrifice of praise, the fruit of your lips, giving thanks to him. Are y'all with me? I know, I know this wasn't going to be popular, but I'm just telling you the truth. Look what it says, Ephesians 5, we see another command. Ephesians 5, 19, speaking to yourselves in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing, making melody in your heart to the Lord, giving Come on, everybody. Giving thanks always for all things unto God and the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. So what do, what do we learn? What do we learn? <clears throat> We've learned that this is a priority. This is a command. This is not a suggestion. God did not say, if you feel like it. 
He said, make a joyful noise unto the Lord, all ye lands. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before his presence with singing. Know ye not that the Lord, he is God? It is he that has made us and not we ourselves. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. Enter into his courts with thanksgiving into his gates. Come thanking him. It's a, it's a requirement. Not only is it a requirement, here's the key. Here's the key. It's a reaction. Thanksgiving is a reaction. It's a reaction. Watch this. Watch this. It says in, in Psalm 30, <clears throat> Psalm 30 verse 11, Thou hast turned for me my mourning into dancing. Thou hast put off my sackcloth and girded me with gladness. Verse 12. What's the next three words? Say it again. Say it again. In other words, God did something great for me so that in the end, I will do. That's what that to the end means. In other words, God did this so I will do that. Watch. To the end, to the end, that my glory may sing praise to thee and not be silent. Oh, Lord, my God, because you've turned my mourning into dancing and my sackcloth into gladness, or in other words, my weeping and my weary, my mourning into gladness, what will I do, oh, Lord? I will give unto forever. It's a response. It's a reaction. God, you know what the Bible says? You know what, that we love him? But you know what the Bible says about us loving him? We love him because he first. So our love is just a reaction to his action. In other words, all we're doing is reacting to what he's already done. How many of y'all, hey, Write this down and you know, we're not going to turn there because I, I, I got to have some time for the rest of this. But in Luke 7, 36, in Luke 7, 36, <clears throat> let me just tell it to you. There was a woman who, was, who had a bad reputation. She was a sinful woman, most likely a prostitute. Most likely a prostitute. Jesus is going into the house of Simon the Pharisee. He is a hypocrite. <clears throat> He is, not, he is not interested. He is not interested in Jesus or his teachings. He's trying, to, he's trying to investigate him, to critique him, to see what he's all about. But Jesus humors him. And Jesus goes and meets and has dinner in his house. And when he goes into his house, uh, listen, they are, they are there at this meal, and here comes this woman. <clears throat> this woman who had a reputation. This woman who, who everybody knew about her, her past and her reputation. Well, this is what happens. She gets in the presence of Jesus, the Savior, the Messiah, and she just starts weeping. How many of y'all have ever had a case of the can't help it? And you start thinking about what God's done for you. Johnny got it a while ago. He started thinking about getting saved. And he started thinking about where he was when God found him. And y'all notice tears started coming. Emotions started flaring. Why? Oh, he started thinking about how good God was. 
And she began to weep and she got into his presence and she fell at his feet and her tears began to fall onto the holy master's feet and she began to take her hair and her hair. By the way, ladies, your hair is your glory. The Bible says your hair is your glory. She took her hair and she washed her feet and submitted herself. In other words, she was offering all of her glory to him. And she began to kiss his feet. I ain't talking about... If you study it, it means... Are y'all with me? And this is what happened. Simon had an attitude. You know how like some of y'all self-righteous people get when people worship different than you do? When people do something a little different, maybe they're a little louder than you, maybe they raise their hand, maybe they're just too emotional. (laughs) And you go home and you talk about them. And you sit in your chair and you look over at them like, hmm. Well, they was back in the Bible days too. And this is what, and and, and I'm going to warn you, I'm going to warn you, this is what happened. Simon, Simon, in his mind, he didn't say it out loud, but somebody knows what he's thinking. Simon thought, hmm, if he knew who she was, he wouldn't even let her touch him. The only problem was, Simon didn't know who Jesus was. And Jesus said, Simon, Simon, I'm going to King James you this morning. I have somewhat to say unto thee. And Simon said, oh, okay. He said, Simon, when I got to your house, the customary thing, the appropriate thing, the right thing to do. First, he tells a story. He said, let me ask you a question. If there was a man who had a great debt, huge debt, unpayable debt, no way to pay this debt back. And, and, and he was just forgiven. Said, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. It's done. And you have another man who has a small debt. And he says, you're forgiven. Don't worry about it. He says, who do you think is going to love more, is going to be more grateful, the one that was forgiven the great debt or the one that was forgiven the small debt? Well, Simon says, well, obviously the great debt. You know what he said? He said, Simon... This woman's sins, who were, past tense, who were many, she has not ceased to kiss my feet. She has showered my feet with her tears. In other words, she has been forgiven much, so she is loving He says, Simon, this is where it gets, whoo. Simon, you were supposed to be responsible for washing the feet of your guests. You haven't washed my feet. You haven't offered affection to me. Not one single time. Now watch this. Think about this. If you've forgiven much, you're going to love much. If you've forgiven little, you're going you're to love little. Not quite as much as the other. But if you ain't doing it at all... In other words, Simon's never even experienced forgiveness. But my point in the whole deal is that her gratefulness and her worship and her action was a response to being forgiven. 
What happened? There was a day somewhere down the road, the Bible doesn't say, but somewhere along the way, she was walking in her burden. She was walking in her sin. She was walking in her shame. And she heard the words come across the airway. Hey, come unto me, all ye that labor and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Just believe on me. I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. And she believed and was forgiven and her sins were washed away and her past was taken away so that when she got into the presence of the Messiah, when she got into the presence of Jesus, she could not help herself. It was a reaction of what God had done for her. Say amen. Watch this, number two. I've learned something. I've learned something. there's a process. There's a process to this whole thing. A process. I think sometimes we try to get the cart ahead of the horse. And and, and it's kind of like training a puppy. Sometimes we expect that puppy to know more than it should. And when the puppy's just acting like a puppy... And we're wanting it to act like an old dog, then it's our fault, not his. Well, I'm going to give y'all the benefit of the doubt. And I'm going to treat you like a bunch of puppies. Everything but the shock collar. <clears throat> and if you don't get it after the first few sermons, here comes the shock collar. <laughs> Amen. I'm going to get you to worship one. You know what? I am. Was y'all sitting there like this and not on law like your mother-in-law just moved in and you just swore a jar of dill pickles? I'm going to wrap a collar around your neck. You're going to worship one way or the other. Amen. You will make a noise, but it won't be joyful. Amen. <laughs> Let's learn. Let's learn. What's the process? Why, how, are we getting, how are we getting out of the process? How, how are we getting the cart ahead of the horse? Here, here's what I mean by this. All right. Some Christians are here. Some Christians are here. When they mature, when they mature, then they get here. Right? See, this is the difference between worship and entertainment. If you remember, if you remember in the very first message we preached in the very first Sunday of the year, we, we talked about entertainment. And we talked about the difference between worship and entertainment. When you are entertained, you come and watch. When you worship, you are engaged and you're singing together. And we said there's only two people. There's only two groups of people that like entertainment. And that is the unregenerate, those that are not saved, and the immature. The immature. So we want to move, we want to move you from being over there to over here. What's over here? Giving thanks. Say it with me. Say it again. Say it again. Giving thanks. All right. Now. Some of us are just not there yet. We're just not there yet. <clears throat> maybe it's not teaching. Maybe it's, maybe it's immature. Maybe it's not saved. We can help you with that. If you don't know Jesus, we can help you with that. Now, I'll show you what I mean by that in a minute. But the ultimate goal, the ultimate goal for this preacher is to come in here in a worship service. And when Brother Jalen steps out there and he says, let us all sing that I can hear all of y'all. That I can look out across, I can look out across the congregation and see a people that are engaged 
and worshiping their king and giving thanks. But here's how this works. The goal is giving thanks, right? Say it with me. Now, here's the deal. In order to give thanks, watch this. In order to give thanks, I looked up the definition to the word thanks. It's an expression of gratitude. An expression, say that with me. It's an expression of gratitude. An acknowledgement made of favor or kindness received. In other words, it's an outward expression of an inward emotion. Does that make sense? Now watch. Look, Arthur Ward said this. Arthur Ward said this. Feeling gratitude and not expressing it is like wrapping a present and not giving it. He said, feeling, you say, but preacher, I feel grateful. Have you told him? Because if you don't express your gratitude, Arthur Ward said, it's like wrapping a gift and not giving it. So, if we're going to give thanks, obviously... Obviously, this is where we want you to be. We want you to come giving thanks. In order to give thanks, you have to feel grateful. Because you're not going to give thanks because thanks is an expression of gratefulness. It's an expression of the feeling on the inside that you're grateful for what God has done for you. So if you come and you don't give thanks, that either means you're unsaved or unthankful. Or grateful, whatever word you want to use. So, so, if I'm going to get you, if I'm going to get you to give thanks, I'm going to have to get you to feel thankful. Or grateful, whatever word you want to use. Grateful, thankful, same thing, same difference. All right, so how do I do that? How do I do that? Give thanks. Feel grateful. Feel thankful. Then then, then this is the deal. This is the deal. Look in Psalms 100. I'll just quote it. I'll just quote it. Just watch. Make a joyful noise unto the Lord, all ye lands. He's giving you a command, correct? Make a joyful noise unto the Lord, all ye lands. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before his presence with singing. Singing. So what is he doing? He's giving you a command, not a suggestion, a command, a priority, right? The very next, very next verse, I think it's verse three. I think it's verse three. If anybody's open to that, verse three, what's that first word? Say it again. Say it again. Know ye, know ye, what will cause you to feel grateful when you know a little something. That's why he uses this word. Why do you think in Isaiah 40? No, he uses the word no several times. Not no, N-O, K-N-O. To have information. So what will cause a person to feel grateful? Knowing God and his blessings. Knowing God and his blessings. Preacher, what are you saying? I'm saying this. When you know who he is, Isaiah 6, Isaiah 40. When you know he is a great God and greatly to be praised. 
when you know it is he who holds the oxygen that we breathe in the palm of his hands, when you know it is him that got you up this morning and woke you up and gave you the air to breathe and the health to have and the strength to get up and get out of your bed and get to the house of God, when you know how holy he is, when you know how pure he is, when you know how righteous he is, it will give you an understanding of you. You'll know how sinful you are. You'll know how wretched you are. You'll know how wicked you are compared to his righteousness and his holiness and you will be able to say like the psalmist I waited patiently on the Lord and he inclined unto me and he heard my cry and he brought me up also out of a horrible pit out of miry clay and set my foot on a rock and established my goings and put a new song in my mouth when you know he came looking for you when you wasn't even looking for him he left and came to where you was when you couldn't get to him he came to you and he saved you and delivered you and changed you and blessed you when you know how he's blessed you he's blessed you with a home and with a family and listen with a church and with a building and the blow, do you know what he's done? I'm afraid way too many Christians have forgotten what God's done for them. I love baby Christians. I love baby Christians. They mess up all the time. You know what's wrong with some of y'all? You've been saved way too long. You forgot where God brought you from. You know one of the warnings that God gave the nation of Israel when he brought them to the promised land? Beware, he said. Beware that you forget where I brought you from. He said, beware that you forget being in chains. Beware that you forget being a slave in Egypt. Beware that you forget the whips that was upon your back. The, the, listen, the diet that you ate in Egypt, beware that you forget the time that I brought you through the wilderness. I fed you when you were hungry. I gave you water out of a rock when you were thirsty. I went before you a cloud by day and a fire by night. I protected you and let no harm come unto thee. Beware lest thou forget. I'll tell you why we're not giving thanks. We're ungrateful. And we're ungrateful because we've forgotten what he's done for us. You see, this is the process. This is the process. Now you say, preacher, what about that knowing? Knowledge. No. To know. Knowledge. How do we gain knowledge? Teachers. Teachers. You see, if, if we're going to... Here's the, here's the line. Here's where we start. Use this word. <clears throat> Two words, Really? Education and experience. Say it with me. And say it again. So what's happening? I'm teaching you. Last week we broke Isaiah 40 down and showed you all the things that God is and what he's done for you. And so when we learn... You may tell you our problem in the American church is too many ignorant Christians. And I'm not using that as a derogatory term. Ignorance means you have no knowledge. Say it with me. No, no knowledge. 
Do you know the Bible says my people are destroyed for a lack of So what happens? Here's the process, guys. Here's the process. It starts with education and experience. Say it with me. Say it again. And by the way, if the only education you get is on Sunday morning and the only time you open your Bible is when I say to open it, you're not getting a very good education. You need to read on your own. Preacher, I'm not that good of a reader. Don't give me that, Jack. There's way too many Bible study programs. There's, I can, on any smartphone in America, you can have it. Well, I don't have a smartphone. I've got it on CD. Let me know and I'll give it to you. I don't want nobody, nobody to leave here and say, I, I can't read and I don't. It can be done. There is technology and we will get it for you free of charge. But see, it takes education. And why do you think I put the word experience? You mind if I use you as an example? Your mom in Florida been having cancer, bad cancer, pancreatic. Stage four, too? Am I, am I remembering right? Stage four? Say it again. And it spread to her liver. Be honest, we prepared for the worst. Well, we prayed and prayed and prayed. And uh, what was your testimony this morning? Say it out loud. It's all right. Uh, it's been a year of treatment and she's cancer-free. It's been a year of treatment since she's cancer-free. Well, what happened? What happened? She said that in the choir a while ago, and everybody, Woo! She had an experience. I've been in my office. <clears throat> Matter of fact, I started the day this morning with Lean On Me. <clears throat> I know that's not a spiritual song, but I like it. Amen? <laughs> when you're not strong, and I'll be your friend. I, somebody needs a friend every now and then. Amen? I'm sorry. Y'all probably don't think I'm spiritual, but it blessed me. <laughs> Amen? <laughs> I've been in my office and, and, and listening. I, I, I love that new, that, that Crowder song, uh, All My Hope. And I've been sitting in there and thinking about that. And man, just tears just drip off my face because I think about what he's done for me. And I think about how good he is to me. And boy, there's something about giving him praise and there's something about worshiping him. It says, listen, when we do that, his presence will surround And let me tell you why some, some folks aren't giving thanks. They're ignorant. They're not, they don't know the goodness of God. Amen. Right. They're not aware. They're not aware. Yeah. That they could not get to God unless God came to them. They're unaware of the fact that they can't turn over a new leaf. They can't get better on their own. That God had to come and do the changing. But when you know that, you're going to be like Brother Johnny. And you're going to have the case of the can't help it. So first, here's, here's the way it goes. Remember? Education and... Come on, everybody. Say it with me. 
education and experience. What are we going to do in the next few weeks, the next few months, till we get this? We're going to learn. We're going to teach. We're going to break God's word down. We're going to develop it in such a way that it's obvious. It's easy to understand. And then what's going to happen is you're going to go home and this is going to start permeating you from the inside out and you're going to have a God experience. So, so here's, the, here's the process. Here's the process. There is education and experience. We learn who God is. We learn what God has done for us. All right, then we, then we move to this. Now we have some knowledge. <clears throat> now we have some knowledge. And when we come and sit down, we're not thinking about Shoney's. We're not thinking about our bills that week. We're not thinking about the problems we have. We're not thinking about our kids acting goofy uh, that morning. We're not thinking about where we got to take the dog that week. We're not thinking about nothing else but what God has done. We're, not, we're just thinking about how good he's been to us. We're thinking about the pit he drawed us out of. We're thinking about the blood that he shed to wipe our sins away. We're thinking, oh, somebody say amen. And when you do that, you start feeling thankful. Watch what feeling thankful will do for you. It's just so good. Melody Beatty said this. Gratitude, that feeling of gratefulness. Watch this now. Please let this soak in. Gratitude unlocks the fullness of life. It turns what we have into enough and more. It turns denial into acceptance, chaos to order, confusion to clarity. It can turn a meal into a feast, a house into a home, a stranger into a friend. And guess what? It works opposite too. When you are ungrateful, it can turn a feast into a famine. Right. Amen. Hey, let me illustrate it. About feeling grateful. We've been out on a boat fishing all day and we're ignorant and didn't take food with us. <clears throat> But how many of y'all know when the fish are biting, you can't leave? Because you go so many times when you don't catch them, you got to make up for it. And you just keep fishing. You just keep fishing. You keep it. And man, now by the end of the day, you're starving to death. And all of a sudden, you're going through the cabinet or an old cooler, and you find a can of Vienna sausages. <laughs> Now, usually you don't do this, but at this moment, you say, thank you, dear Jesus, for this meal. <laughs> We're about to put this, this can of Vienna sausage. Lord, thank you, Jesus. And that processed nasty meat. <laughs> Tastes like filet mignon. (laughs) And it wasn't the substance of the meat. Take my word for it. It was the feeling of. You were so thankful. 
Who am I kidding? There's been times I've been thankful for a cert. <laughs> when you hungry. Say amen. But what happens? You start feeling thankful. You know what we've been trying to do? It's frustrating. I could have Brother Jalen stand right now and he could testify how frustrating it is to do everything you can from this side to get you engaged and to get you to sing and you just stand there and stare at him. That's frustrating. But you know what we've been trying to do? We've been trying to get people to give thanks when they were not feeling and it might be because they didn't know God and his blessing. And the reason they didn't know God and his blessing is because they've never been educated or had in. So maybe we were trying to get the cart ahead of the horse. But guess what we did this morning? We got the cart behind the horse. So now, now everybody listen in the balcony. Everybody, everybody, everybody. I got your eyes. Everybody, everybody, everybody. Guess what happens now? Now, next week, when Brother Jalen stands right here and says, let's sing, and you stare, it's a choice. Ain't no excuse no more. Because now you know. Let me give you one more before you run me out. There's a peril. There's a peril. We said there's a priority. There's a process. But sadly, there's a peril. Romans chapter number one. Don't don't, don't turn. Just look at me. Just look at me. Just write it down. You can turn later. Romans number one defines and describes the downfall of man. In other words, it describes how man could go from walking in the garden in the cool of the day to, to, to some crazy woman standing in on a TV show today and saying, you have a mental problem if you talk to Jesus. Unbelievers. No, 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 no even kind of, re- nothing. They, they believe not only that there's no God, but you're crazy if you believe in one. And I, there's a lot I can say about that, but I'm, I'm not because we don't have time. But how did we go from Adam and Eve walking in the garden, I mean in the very presence of God, hearing the voice of God, talking to God, to where we're at today? Yeah. Romans 1 describes it. I want to read a verse. I want to read a verse. You need to read the whole chapter, but let me just read this verse and, and I'll tell you why it is so dangerous if we're not thankful. Romans 1, 21 and 22. Romans 1, 21 and 22. Watch this. Because. Because. Now, if you read before and you read after these verses, it describes, I mean, the, the fall in detail. It talks about all the idolatry. Then idolatry goes into immorality. Y'all with me? If, there, if there's ever been a time, our world is immoral. I don't even know what bathroom to use. Y'all with me? You see where I'm going with this? Don't even know who's supposed to marry who. How did it get that way? Watch this. 
Because that, when they knew God, when they knew God, there was a time when every human being on the planet knew there was a God, not only knew there was a God, but they knew God. Watch this. They chose to glorify Him not as and watch, watch, watch why. Neither were thankful. What started the ball rolling? They were not Eve in the garden had it all. Nothing withheld from her but one tree. God said, you can have it all. Have anything you want in this garden. Have it all except this one tree. And instead of being grateful for what she had, and him too, she was deceived. He was disobedient. He carries a greater burden. But instead of being grateful for what they had, they wanted what they because they were not listen what's my point well you mean to tell me that's going to make me bow down to idols and go into immorality yeah I've seen people leave churches by the droves because they got mad at something got mad at somebody got mad at leadership started whining and complaining. You know what they forgot? Where they was when God found them. You mean, we, need, we, need to, we need to be like the prodigal son. When the prodigal son came back, you know what he said? I don't deserve to be a son. I don't deserve to live in the house. I don't deserve the blessing. Just let me be a slave. No, we're more like the older brother. I did this and I did that and you never made a cat fatty cat for me. I tell you what, some of us need to get our hearts right. So you don't like something. Do you remember where you was when God found you? So God didn't answer your prayer just like you asked. Maybe he knows something you don't. Maybe he knows that if he answered the prayer you got, he'd never see you again. Oh, God, give me a man, give me a man, give me a man. You take the first turkey that comes by and you leave and now you're out for good. Or a woman, we're the same difference. I've seen men get stupid too. And we get angry at God because he don't do what we want him to do or we tell him to do. How, how terrible is that? How ungrateful is that? This would be what it would be like. We would be the prodigal son who left the household and wasted everything that the father had given us and came back and demanded God or demanded our father to give us back. You say, well, that would be terrible. He should never do that. Exactly. When we come through these doors, we ought to be so thankful we're to be so, I don't care if you ate filet mignon or a grilled cheese sandwich. You ought to thank God for it. If you've got clothes on your back, you've got shoes on your feet, 
I sent a picture the other day of somebody who flattened out two plastic bottles and strapped them to their feet to have something to wear. We're such an ungrateful people. Go back to Psalms 100. Can you put Psalms 100 back? Let's read that and we'll pray. Psalms 100. Let's all read it. Verse, Verse 1. Verse 1. Read it with me. Make a joyful noise unto the Lord, all ye lands. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before his presence with singing. Know ye that the Lord, he is God. It is he that hath made us and not we ourselves. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. You know what he's saying by that? It's about him. Not us. Him. Look here, verse 4. Enter, let's all read it real loud. Enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. Be thankful unto him and bless his name. Why? Why? For the Lord is, his mercy is, and his truth endureth to all. That means, that means it's for you too. And all God's people say it. Can we, can we just do, a, do, a, do a, a, a thank you in unison? One, two, three, thank you. Can we, can we do that? Let's, let's talk to God. Let's tell him. Let's tell him just to smite Joy Behar. Let's talk to God this morning, all right? Can we do that? One, two, three. On three, let's give him a big thank you. One, two, three. Thank you. Give him praise. Give him praise. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, I'm so grateful and I'm 